Blog Talk Radio. Gail, Sylvia, actually afternoon, we are visiting two wonderful ladies, one in Tallahassee, and Lamika, where are you located? Dallas, Texas. In Dallas, Texas. I'm here, um, so excited to introduce the two of you, Rachel Blanks and Lamika, uh, Lamika Weeks, to our Sylvia Global audience. These two young women won an incredible competition with 100 Urban Entrepreneurs. Um, they had a vision and a dream for starting a business and 100 Urban Entrepreneurs Pitch con- Competition helped make that dream um, kick off into a new reality. Rachel Blanks is a 27-year-old baker, educator, wife, and a mom, and she spent um, the last nine years of her life in Tallahassee where she completed her bachelor's and her master's degrees at Florida A&M. After that, she and her husband owned, um, started Sunny Days Bakery in Tallahassee, Tallahassee, Florida. Uh, Rachel, why don't you talk to us about your business, why you started it, and how you connected with 100 Urban Entrepreneurs? Sure. I just want to take you on just a little sensory trip. Just imagine the tantalizing aroma of fresh <laughs> baked bread and tantalizing vanilla Madagascar. Um, vanilla beans and cinnamon from Vietnamese, and imagine the fresh fruits off of trees and all that baked into some scrumptious bite. That's why we started Sunny Days Bakery. There is nothing like a freshly baked treat that has your name on it, and that's the idea behind Sunny Days Bakery. Um, There's nothing wrong with stores that sell um, treats from behind the countertop, but we wanted something that fit our lifestyle and the lifestyles of others. So we don't have a storefront, but Sunday Day's Bakery was created to be a made-to-order mobile bakery and in the sense that clients would place orders by phone or by email, and we are able to custom make their order immediately on the spot. So whether it's gluten-free or vegan or whatever, whatever you know, floats your boat, we can create that for you with low overhead for us, but it's always fresh for the customer. And... Uh, well, when Sunday Day Bakery, when Sunday Day's Bakery was first started, I was by myself, and then my fiance at the time came on board, and we heard about the pitch competition, and it was something like, yeah, I don't know if I could do it. I found out about it the day before. I was like, well, you know what? How did you hear about it? Uh, through uh, until I saw it on the radio, and it was also it was actually on the campus of my alma mater. I had just finished my master's degree then when I heard about it. I was like, you know, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and try. You'll never know, and I don't want to look back and say, what if? So we we went to the pitch competition. A lot of people there. I mean, a lot of wonderful, amazing businesses, and we were one of five who walked out with an amazing opportunity with 100 urban entrepreneurs in the cash flow, uh, in the form of not just a ten thousand dollar business grant. A lot of people see the cash prize like, oh wow, this is awesome. But for me, one of the most valuable parts was the business mentorship, um, the advice that we got, being in that cohort and that business boot camp for the first eight weeks, and that really, really helped to spearhead um, our business. I, I believe I went to one of the top business schools, uh, School of Business and Industry at Florida A&M University, and that really got me 
looking into business, but to actually have tips and, and daily, weekly advice from entrepreneurs in the field, top entrepreneurs at that all over the country, even in Canada, as her beck and call was just something that that's just priceless. I'm sure Lamika will talk about that later. But that's yeah, pretty much what Sunny Day's Bakery is. Thank you so much. Lamika Weeks, the owner of Height Goddess, a clothing line um, that grew out of your own personal experience and frustration, um, has launched the brand in 2009 in order to address the needs of women standing over six, you know, that are women of stature, six feet, um, one inches is your personal height, and that you got tired of the dowdy, unfashionable, poor quality clothing that was offered to tall women. Lamika Weeks, talk to us about 100 Urban Entrepreneurs in your business. Uh, well, my business, I, I was actually, um, I had heard about, uh, someone else had given me information about 100 Urban Entrepreneurs, and I looked at it and, and forgotten about it. And then that same person sent me some information for the Black Enterprise um, elevator pitch contest, which happened to be 100 UE was hosting it. So I submitted to um, the Black Enterprise Elevator Pitch Contest. Um, I was selected um, and ended up winning second place in that in that event, um, which led me to meet um, it led me to meet um, Magnus, who was the chairman, uh, who's the chairman of 100 UE. And so we talked, and you know, I submitted my information and was selected um, as one of the uh, one of the first recipients um, of the 100 UE uh, program. So I was really excited uh, to be a part of the program. Wonderful. What is what has been the difference um, for your business since winning compared to where you thought you would be going with it prior to winning, Lamika? Well, one of the things is being able to connect with other entrepreneurs. And, um, you know, most of the time as an entrepreneur, you spend so much time, you know, by yourself or in, uh, the people around you can't necessarily relate to, you know, what it is you're going through and trying to start a business. So being able to um, talk with other entrepreneurs and see the things, you know, that they're going through and, and their thought process, um, you know, it just it opens up a whole new world into certain things, you know, that I, you know, may not necessarily have thought about. Um, for instance, you know, I'm primarily online, um, and so I presented with a couple opportunities to, you know, talk with some major retailers and see if that's the way um, that I want to go. But, you know, like I said, primarily I'm online. Tall women, you know, have been accustomed to shopping in non-traditional ways, um, but just the opportunity of knowing that, you know, here are some other ways to be able to, to sell my products. What are some of the non-traditional ways that you're referring to? Um, typically, before online, there was always catalogs, um, yeah. and you know, you know, growing up, I remember getting you know certain you know catalogs or getting their flyers, um, getting their mailers. Um, that's typically the way you know I shop before you know being able to shop online. Luckily, my mom was in the fashion; um, she was a buyer for Belt for many years. So luckily, I was able to get you know a couple of brands that came longer, and I was just able to let out the inseam or do certain things to make them make it longer. But, you know, primarily it was catalog. And then, of course, the Internet came along and, and you know, shopping online. Uh, you, we have a caller, so I'm going to just go straight to the phone, okay? And then we'll come okay. back for some additional conversation. Uh, good morning. How are you? This is Gail Sylvia. You're on the air. Hello? You're on mute, so we can't. Can you hear us now? 
Okay, we're going to stand by for them. And you're on the air, press one. There you go. Good morning. Okay, we'll come back to them in a moment, ladies. Uh, how about for you, Rachel? How did your business um, vision change, um, you know, from what you thought, what, the direction you thought you were going with it prior to the 100 Urban Entrepreneur Competition versus afterwards? Oh, my, had it changed. Yes, it has. Um, before, you know, I had something down. I thought I had this, this rock-solid business plan and, financial plan and you know I looked at it okay this is what's going to happen by but after 100 urban entrepreneurs there was nothing you know and wrong with the business plan in and of itself but after winning that competition and the first meeting that we had with Magnus Greaves and my mentor Pollyanne Carrier and, and some of the others and they had us create a business roadmap and that was the turning point for my business because I realized that Yes, you needed a business plan, but my business roadmap was the thing that really helped propel my husband and I and our business forward, uh, setting those short-term and long-term goals, for example, shorting, setting in one month this is what we want to accomplish, how we're going to accomplish it, and how we're going to measure those results in three months and six months and one year, and how each month builds into the next short-term and long-term goal. And it really took the business from just a fleeting idea to a to an actual uh, profitable business uh, that we're looking at expanding in another region, it's it's really helped in in ways that I just can't even can't even number. I know it's just like okay, people say, oh yeah, you know, I won something, it helped me, but it has really turned me into a a, a want to be entrepreneur into an actual. I can say that I am. An entrepreneur, and I believe that 100 urban entrepreneurs in the cash flow really, really put that put that into me. How about for uh, how do you continue to be mentored through talking to many of the uh, other urban entrepreneurs in the cohort? There are some that I talk to, you know, whether it's via Facebook or text or email on on a weekly, sometimes daily basis. Still shoot emails to to my business mentor. And that's something that's just so amazing about 100 UE. They're always there available uh, uh, for you. And there's so many resources that they put out there for you, even if it's just reading articles. Uh, we were taught that we should always be at the forefront or know whatever is at the forefront of our industry. So because they told me that that one time, I believe that they're still mentoring me because I'm always researching what's going on in the food and bakery industry, wanting to make sure even if it's something as simple as, there's a new powdered vanilla coming out. I want to know about it first. I want to be at the forefront, and that's something that I learned from those mentors. So it's like a residual mentoring effect that that is having on me. Lamika, uh, before I go to you, let me see if we can get this next caller on the air because we have quite a few standing by. Hi, you're on the air. Thanks for holding. This is Gail Sylvia, and you're on the air with Lamika and Rachel. Yes, hello. Hi. Hi. Hi, this is Jerry Allen. I would first like to say congratulations to both of the young ladies for such a major accomplishment. But I would also like to give a very special congratulations to my niece, Rachel. Oh. Hi, so, <laughs> Oh, I don't baby. How are Hi. you? I am wonderful. So I'm so wonderful. Um, so happy for you. 
um, for this major accomplishment. I'm not surprised because I do know that you have the background to do this, and it's, I'm just so happy for you. And I Jerry, wanted to you, give my... Go ahead. I'm sorry? Go ahead. No, you had a question. Go ahead. Yeah, did you... You said you're not surprised. Tell us why no. you're not surprised. What were the characteristics that you saw in, you know, in Rachel's you know, life that caused you not to be surprised at her success? First of all, um, I know her parents because one is my brother and then also her mom. They're very good instructors and teachers, and they raised her properly, and she had a good foundation just from her parents. And my brother is one to never give up on anything. I'm never, I'm, I never give up on anything. Um, so Rachel has this in her, and she still has it in her. And also she, you know, anything that she set out to do, from what I could see, she accomplished it. So that was one reason I wasn't surprised. And then another reason why I'm not surprised is her grandmother, which is uh, was my mom, she was such a wonderful cook herself. So <laughs> Rachel have all of this already built into her. It's just so wonderful that she saw the gift and she went on, you know, to expand. So I'm just so happy for her. And like I say, I'm definitely not surprised at all. And I do know when you believe something, anything is possible when you believe. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so, so much, Jerry. You're so welcome. So, again, so congratulations to both of the young ladies, and um, just congratulations. And I do know that all things can be done through to Christ who strengthens us. That's and right. I know, And I know that Rachel will do a wonderful job in whatever she does in life. Thank you so much, Jerry. Thank you. You're welcome. Lamika, before we go to the next caller, I want to give you a chance to talk to us about your background and you know, the influences in your life that you attribute your success to? Um, well, you know, my background is, you know, um, you know, I, I was talking to my grand, grandmother the other day, and I tell her I always get chills because I remember as a child her telling me that I had a great voice. Um, of course, she wanted me to sing, but I don't believe that I can sing. But she always told me that I had a great voice, so I've always enjoyed talking because I play back you know, the positive reinforcement that my grandmother and that my mother and my father have given me. Um, and, and it just, you know, it plays in, you know, when it when it's a struggle in running a business, I just think back to the encouragement, um, you know, that I got growing up and that I still get, um, you know, just trying to, you know, to run a business and just to be a successful person in general. You know, because, I mean, your grandmother believed in your voice, and encourage that, but until you know you believe it, you know, or or anyone else, uh, we, we're not able to quite embrace it. So you saw a dream that you had with this business and putting your voice in the form of this business, and do you you know taking this business to from a, a dream to a reality? I know that one of your favorite quotes is, "Nothing is as real as a dream. The world can change around you, but your dream will not." responsibilities need not erase it, duties need not obscure it, because the dream is within you and no one can take it away. Um, you know, is that what you've held on to and continue to hold on to through the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur? 
You know, you know, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the biggest things, and, and, and a lot of I don't know that many people know this, but, you know, I still work a full-time job. And so, you know, that really comes from, you know, working a full-time job, and, and I travel a lot with working. Um, and so there are pretty much every day is I work full-time and I come back and work um, high goddess full-time. So, um, you know, when you're tired and, you know, th- those types of things, I think about that and, you know, it just keeps me pushing forward and I see the vision. Um, and it's something that I've always wanted to do. I knew in high school that I was going to do something with tall women. I just didn't know what it was. Right. So you're, close, that you're close to lady size 2 to 18, you know, starting with one pair of jeans. Um, the High Goddess collection now includes boot cuts, skinny, trouser jeans, dress pants, maxi dresses. Where do you want to go with your business? And at what point, what, what will it take for you to be able to focus on it full time? Well, where we are last year, um, I introduced the maxi dress. Um, you know, a lot of it is what I didn't have in my closet or what I see out and about, and I like it. Um, and I added the maxi dress, which is very popular. And among tall women, it's something that either we don't wear or if we wear it, it you know, it doesn't fit us properly. It's always typically too short. Um, so I added that, you know, this year, and it was just, I mean, it was amazing. Um, the response was great. I'm looking forward to adding more. Um, styles to the um, our upcoming spring summer, um, and just you know continue to you know to, to grow the business. I make sure I stay connected with my with my 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 base to find out you know what it is that they're wanting because I always want to create something that they want and not just you know kind of you know what I want to wear type of a thing. So you know ad- adding the uh, maxi dresses, I love to someday to you know build a brand to have my own shoe line. Um, you know I have a large size foot. Uh, which is typically the territory for tall women. So, you know, I just see endless possibilities to be able to, you know, expand expand the lines. Do you design and manufacture all of the clothing yourself? Yes, yes. From well, that's a lot of work. To, yes, yes, it is a lot of work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. And everything is made in the U.S., um, so all of our products um, are made in the U.S., and I just pay very close attention to the products that are out there, um, you know, I like to wear and wash and, you know, everything before I put it out there because I want to know what that, I want to know what it's going to do um, before sending it out to my customers. Let's That's take awesome. another call. Thank you. Hi, good morning. You're on the air. Hi, this is Alan, and I'm listening to the to young ladies on there. And I, I have a question about the um, Urban Entrepreneurs Program and how did you go about Finding it, and then what was the process you actually went through in order to be involved with uh, with the one hundred urban entrepreneurs? Thank you, Alan. Thank you so much for the question. Who would like to answer the question first? Um, uh, I can sure. answer it. Oh, go ahead, Rachel. Oh, I, I'll let you go after. I was just going to say uh, in Tallahassee, Florida, there were radio advertisements, and uh, I went online to look up the program to find out more about it and peruse their website and that's how I got the information about the pitch contest and there are if there's not a live pitch contest in your city you can still go online to the 100 Urban Entrepreneurs website and submit your information find out more about the program who's behind it, how it got started uh, and you can actually get a running list of where the 100 Urban Entrepreneurs Winners are located. Um, for example, you were looking at Dallas, Texas, and you can see Amika there in her business. 
but all of the businesses access to their websites. And uh, the best way to find out the information is to look online. I know Black Enterprise did have some information about them at one point as well. It's been on CNN. Uh, it, it's it's the yes, the internet and the website is the, is the best place. Or else, talk to one of us as an urban entrepreneur. But go ahead, Lamika. Exactly. I mean, exactly what Rachel said. I, I found out that someone told me about it, and then I applied for the Black Enterprise Elevator Pitch Contest, and I and I ran into them again. So that's how you know how I was able to find out. And, and if we've done um, pitches in different cities, and if there's not a pitch going on, then definitely um, checking out the website. Uh, we have a text question coming from a listener, and they want to know. Um, if you see your business as an economic stimulator for your community or if you're even moving in that direction with your business? Um, well, for me, um, this is Lamika. Um, with, for me, I, I've been able to, of course, as I said, I work a full-time job. So um, in the very beginning, it was just me um, by myself managing everything. Of course, you know, I had contractors that did my sewing and my pattern making and that type of thing. So, so I work with other small businesses, micro businesses, um, by, by getting them to produce my patterns and my, my samples and my production. Um, and then here recently, I've actually hired um, a staff member who handles my sales and customer service. And, you know, it's the holiday time, so, you know, orders are picking up. So hiring somebody that, you know, can make sure our orders get out on time. So I do see it as a, a simulator, and as the business grows, I, I definitely plan to hire more people. And as I said, everything is made in the U.S., so, you know, I, I am giving back, um, you know, to my to my um, local community. Awesome. I would just you? like to add, oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead, Rachel. I wanted to give you a chance to like, answer. Yeah, I would just like to add as well, I'd love that shit is made in the U.S. We try as, as much as possible to try to buy locally sourced uh, uh, ingredients, especially, you know, fruits, even things like honey, uh, as much as possible. And also, the, we're small. We're just a mobile bakery, but we're also trying to partner with, like, local catering companies. Our biggest thing is giving back because if somebody didn't do that for us, you know, we, we might not be where we are. So we're not in the position to hire as much as we wish we could, but we are in the position to give back and help. Uh, I'm really passionate about younger people. I, too, work a full-time job. I'm an, uh, a teacher during the day, so I'm really passionate about giving back to young people and using some some proceeds and profits to to bring other people, uh, other young people, especially young women, up to where I am, give them the opportunities that I have through business and through ultimately through through food. I believe I can still reach students through baking. You know, where since both of you are working outside of this immediate business, other jobs full time, where is the the support that you need most, and what um, needs to happen in order for you to get that support. So, Lamika, for your business, as an example, um, you said you recently hired a sales rep, and mm-hmm. so you you know got the ten thousand dollars startup money and the mentoring dollar, you know, the mentoring support from one hundred urban entrepreneurs. So you're up and running, but to take uh-huh. your business to the next level. Do you need another level of a you know a, a, a type of investor, or do you need yeah. some other types of support in order to make get you to that next level? Right, right. Um, you, you know, absolutely. You know, it's a clothing line, um, and and honestly, up until the point of 100 UE, you know, I had funded it, you know, everything myself. 
So it is definitely, you know, that next round of, of, of funding is definitely something that I'm actively seeking uh, because it is a clothing line. And, of course, course in fashion, you have to have something new to present to customers. Um, the, the great thing is is when I do present something new, it, it sells really fast. So, so that's always been a great thing. But being able to have um, that next um, source of funding um, is definitely something that I'm looking for, actively looking for. Um, and then as far as the support, you know, that's the one thing about 100UE. Um, yes, the $10,000 was great, um, but it also gave us access um, to people who, have, who are experienced and you, and you can run things by and, um, you know, different infrastructure-type questions um, has just been huge. Um, you know, but the biggest thing in business, it is the, it is the funding piece of it, um, and, and that's a very important uh, component that I, that I am actively looking for. How about you, Rachel? I can agree. Uh, in this in this business, funding, looking for that next level investor. There's some other things that we would love to do. So actively seeking another investor. I'm sure we don't. We're not in in the um, in the business of as much of, of a future investor as Lamika might need. But we are in need for you know a little bit of additional funding. But the support really comes from um, what I really would love to have support with is advertising and marketing. Uh, and helping get the product out because, you know, you're working a full-time job. I just had a child on June 1st, so I have a four-month-old. So having that support with the advertising and marketing, because especially when I have a mobile business like this, um, without getting the word about the product out, you know, it's it's a very small chance that people will come uh, online or place orders. So that's the biggest thing that we're looking at right now. And the major support comes from, on the business side, it comes from 100 urban entrepreneurs, but uh, from my family as well. Like my aunt just surprised me because she's in California. That was just that just really made my day. But having family behind you, you know, my mother helps out uh, with with uh, my with my daughter. Uh, my husband is running the business with me. I have my church family there in Tallahassee that's always behind me. So that's that's kind of support that you really just can't buy. That's the priceless support to just the encouragement to help keep going. But advertising and marketing is is just something that's that's really, 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 really something I, I would love some support with. You know, uh, one of the missions of 100 Urban Entrepreneurs, or the ultimate mission, is to invest at the beginning stages of a business life cycle. You know, and that's a difficult time to attract um, angel investors in general or venture capitalists. And so to get that startup money um, has been effective for both of you. So are, maybe there's a request that you can make to some listeners, or maybe you just made the request, you know, to the listeners in terms of how to take your business to the next level and how would they contact you in order to be supportive? That would be awesome. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead, Rachel. You oh. you start. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll I'm sorry. If I could just make, you know, a request to listeners, I'm always open to advice and suggestions. But for my business to go to the next level, I would really, really love to see my product line on on, on shelves in the store find a way to sell buy fresh baked cookies in a, in a store of some sort in, in, in local areas and also uh, increasing website sales to different to different states. So that is something, and of course, if anybody's looking to invest, I would love to talk to someone um, about that, or if they had any tips or, or advice about running a, a mobile bakery, I'd love to hear it. 
And how would they get in touch with you, Rachel? Oh, they can check out, um, out the website. is YourSunnyDaysBakery.com. And we also have a blog where we're baking our way through the alphabet via pie and cupcakes at, um, yes. <laughs> That's cupcakes, wonderful. com, And they can reach us by phone at area code 850-270-8-S-U-N. So that's 2708-SUN. Lamika, how can they support, you know, how can they get in touch with you if there are listeners that want to support you in any aspect of the next stage of your business development? Well, absolutely. Um, I always encourage, you may not be tall, but I'm sure you know someone that's tall. Um, so definitely um, letting a tall woman know about Height Goddess, um, and it's heightgoddess.com. Um, you can, you know, see all of our garments there, as well as we're um, social media uh, Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest. Um, we also have a blog. It's blog.heightgoddess.com. Um, and just share it with, uh, you know, another tall woman. Um, if you, you know of any investors or if you're an investor yourself, you know, we'd love to, um, you know, be able to talk with you as, you know, as, as I said, act, well, I'm actively seeking um, funding for the business to be able to expand and, and offer uh, more options, to, you know, to my tall women. Thank you so much. Folks, ladies, thank you so much for being here on Sylvia Global today. We really hope that you'll come back soon. Uh, we love to keep track of your, your business growth and see you in retail shops around the world. That would be our wish for you. Awesome. Thank, thank you for having us. Thank you so much, Lamika Weeks of Height Goddess and Rachel Blanks of Sunny Days Bakery. Um, have a wonderful day. You can hear this broadcast on sylviaglobal.com. You can also download it as a podcast on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at Sylvia Global and like us on Facebook. We'd love to have you come back and join us again. Thank you, ladies. Have a good Thank afternoon. You. you too. Thank you.